proceed without it. Actually, if you want to say it, I can just go beep. I don't have one. So you want me to just say Ale- Alexandra and then you go beep. Beep. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you want to reckon it out. We don't have her maiden name. That's right. all. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Let's just say it's a uh, pen. That's my. That's pretty close to her married name, yeah. Pesic. Oh. So anyway, hi everybody. Thank you for joining us on Bloody Podcast. Oh, sorry, that was my bad. Introduction. <laughs> no, you can go ahead. I had one job. Uh, hi everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Bloody Podcast. I'm Lloyd Ronkamp, and I'm joined by my co-host Maria Felix and our Hello. guest Cash Abdumalik. Hi, I'm Cash. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> I'm six years old. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you guys that every single time I do the intro, there's always a fear that I, I will forget your names <laughs> as a joke. I have that with, like, my parents as well. Like, everyone I know now. Oh. Yeah, I feel the same about everybody I know. Like, am I going to forget your name for some weird reason? Yeah, I'm like, Brian, this is Dave. <laughs> it's Maria. I'm Maria. Oh. It's Maria. <laughs> I thought my wife's name was Dave. Introducing your wife. <laughs> uh, why do I always think it's Dave? <laughs> Can we it's just okay. change your name to Dave? <laughs> it's okay. Rob is my middle name, so I can see how that's confusing. Uh, you're right. It is your fault. <laughs> my name is Penelope. Uh, today, we are talking about Yelka Pesic. So, Yelka's story actually starts with her daughter-in-law, Alex, Alexandra. Alexandra was a dental assistant in her 20s. And by the way, this all starts in, uh, this all takes place in the late 80s, early 90s. Okay. Okay. So okay. High, high fashion. High fashion, high capitalism. Like 87? This fucking, yeah. Yes, like 87, 87, 88. Yeah. Cocaine is in, as are Nike high tops. Hell yeah, they are. Cool. <laughs> Alex was a former beauty pageant queen that had competed in Miss Canada or had first competed in the state beauty pageant and then went on to compete in Miss Canada. Nice. She won the state one. So she was a pretty girl. We've now established that. So she's in her 20s. She's the daughter of working class Yugoslavian um, parents. So she knows that she can't just fuck around and... Do nothing. So she's she has a job. She's a dental assistant. She has a pretty steady, normal life where she goes to work. She hangs out with her mom on the weekends. Her and her mom like to go to open houses together. Aw. Isn't that cute? That is cute. Yeah. They go and they nitpick what's wrong. <laughs> it sounds nice. It sounds nice. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a nice time, but it also is a little bitchy. But I, yeah, I would enjoy it. it if I was there, I'd be like, ooh, the ceiling is way too high. I would never live here. I would See, never. Yeah. when I was younger, I'd be like, no, that's an asshole move. Now I'm older, I'm like, yeah, okay, I could see doing that. <laughs> For funsies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'd be like, I'm busy today. I can do one. Yeah. I can do one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh, it's freaking stupid. <laughs> so while she's out at one of these open houses with her moms, a lady that's also looking at the open house, maybe it's a hobby for her too, we don't know. Named Yelka Pesic overhears them speaking Yugoslavian. 
admittedly, I don't know if it's what language they were speaking, because there's a lot of different languages that are spoken in Yugoslavia. Well, from my years across and s- across the seas, uh-huh. I, I, I'm I fairly certain that it was either Macedonian, Serbo-Croatian, or Slovene. Yes, I believe it's one of those three. Thank you, Scholar Abdomalik. Thank you. Wow. Hey, you know, I've been all over this world, and I, I, I can't find my baby. <laughs> uh, fun time. So Yelka speaks, hears them speaking her language, and she's like, oh, hey. And she goes over, she introduces herself, and she immediately strikes up a conversation with them. <laughs> um, they just, you know, they, they just talk. They talk about everything and anything. And Alex happens to mention that her car needs work. And then Yelka just so happens to own a car shop. So she's like, oh, you should bring it to my car shop and my son will service it and you'll love my son. He's great. He's so handsome. Blah, 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 blah. So Alex and her mom kind of observe that this Yelka lady is pretty pushy and aggressive, Hmm. but they're fine with it. They're like, that's just how she is. So Alex does take the car to Yelka's body shop a few a few days later. And there she meets Joe. And then, crazy enough, they really do hit it off. They go on a date. And then they just, they, like, fall for each other immediately. Aw, that's nice. Yeah. It's like Joe Pesci. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I imagine he Hi, sounds Joe. just like Joe Pesci. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my my mom's kind of pushy. <laughs> Yeah, she's a big she's a you know she's a real talker don't worry about it but sometimes you know sometimes it works out like this time i'm what's big out here <laughs> she's always right that is true yeah <laughs> I, gotta be honest, I gotta be honest guys i think maria has the best joe pesci impression it's because it's I, just so close to my normal uh, voice very <laughs> high i think like you and joe pesci have the same I, I well, you think I'm a fucking clown? Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. One time I told Maria she was funny, and and it was like, I feel threatened. Yeah. She, she attacked me. I did. Yeah. I did. You deserved it. <laughs> Joe had a motorcycle, so they loved to go on rides together. Like, they, they were just together all the time after their first date. They oh. dug each other. They went on little adventures together. Adorable. Adorable. Uh, then after a month of dating, he proposed. Quick. Hey, oh. Quick. That's pretty quick. A month is fast. A month is fast. Were they like, were they like everybody else who gets engaged super fast? They're like, we're going to beat all the odds. We're going to make it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you know for sure. Wait. No, never mind. You don't know for sure. Because the song came out later. But if it had come out. At that time, they would have played that Faith Hill. <laughs> Looks like we made it. Look how far we've come. And it's been a month. It's been a month, guys. <laughs> but they were in love, and everybody supported the proposal. Everybody was on board. Hey! And then they be- Yeah, it's great. And then they began planning the wedding. And Joe's mom, Yalka, started interfering in all types of plans for the wedding. Like, getting super crazy about it. She even tried to tell Alex what to wear to a rehearsal dinner. Like, just, like, she wanted to, like, be a part of every decision down to the color of her dress for the rehearsal dinner. Jesus Christ. 
Back off, Ma. Yeah, so it was really hard. Like, Alex was not having a good time planning the wedding. Yelka was making a miserable time. And she started questioning if she should go through with the marriage. But in the end, she did. Soon after that, the couple settles into a routine, or at least tries to. But almost immediately, Yelka began coming over, uninvited, and dropping off groceries and clothes... At first, which is like fine, which is like my mom does that. <laughs> yeah, but that's also how they then they ingratiate themselves and then they go like, what, you don't, I, I dropped off food and clothes before and now I can't just come over and say hi, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's true. So um, then she started basically getting mad if she wasn't a part of the major decisions of the couple's lives. Like anything to do with like a car or, you know, anything to do with rent or bills, anything like that. She felt that she had a right to be one of the decision makers. Even she even wanted to say over what Alex wore, which is crazy. It's a lot. It's a lot. lot. Yeah. That's just like, yeah, I I am frustrated with the mom, but also I find it that the husband probably isn't really intervening all that much. And it's just sort of like, this is my mom. This is who she is. You know. Yeah, he's definitely a pushover. He works at the body shop, too. So, like, he's dependent on them for income. Oof. And, uh, and like... Oh, that's tough. Yeah. So, so, Alex and Joe are always arguing about it. It's, like, it's obviously the only and major thing causing arguments in their, you know, their new marriage. Mm-hmm. And then, instead of things getting better, they got worse. Yelka and her husband, Sam, Joe's father, put a down payment on a house near their own for Joe and Alex. They said that they would have to be a major, like, they said that they would give them this house, but they would want to be a part of the decision-making processes for the house. (laughs) They're like, but you don't get keys. (laughs) (laughs) we will come let you in yeah we'll let you in well you have to page us (laughs) i one time uh very early on when i was like i would say 1920 i was with a a friend of mine and i we were thinking of moving into an apartment together and we went and looked at apartments and there was a guy who was like this is my house, but I'm renting out the back room. But you have to, I can't give you a key, but you have to call me and no. let me in. And I was like, there's no way, like, this guy is going to, you know, this just sounds crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, yeah. And he was just like, he was, he was so mad at us for questioning the, the logic of this. He's like, <laughs> why would I let you into my house and the two o'clock in the morning? And I'd be like, if I'm paying your rent, yeah, I can go and come as a, however I please. Like, you know. So I just was like, it was just so crazy. But yeah. He was like, you're going to have a big problem with my rule about letting you out. <laughs> uh, one of my friends and I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of my friends and I were going to move into a house in uh, Queens a long time ago. And we looked at this place and it was his uncle's place. And his uncle had a whole family and he was just like really invasive and all this stuff. And he was like, you guys can move in here. We have a... Uh, a back apartment inside of our apartment. So you kind of have to walk through our apartment to get there. Okay. 
Okay. And I was like, okay, like, just walk through the living room. And he was like, no, you got to walk through the living room, the bathroom, and then the bedroom to get there. And I was like, <laughs> what kind of apartment is this? I'm fucking out. <laughs> it's Queens, man. It's fucking ridiculous. It's a closet. And I remember, I remember Chris was like, it's not that bad. And I was like, I'm not going to move in with you. <laughs> See, I had the same thing. I had a friend. I've been like three different times. Around. I think it's just that, like, you when you get that drive to want to move, like when you need a place to live. Mm-hmm. Not that you want to move out, but when you need, it's like you you will accept any kind of shitty circumstance. And I didn't necessarily need a place to live, so I yeah. was just like, no, I'm not gonna move. And but my friend needed a place, and she was like, I mean, it doesn't sound terrible. Like it, was like yeah. really, because it sounds terrible to me. It's horrible. Yeah. Jesus. So she didn't move in there though, but she did live in an apartment with like one bedroom apartment, with, like eleven people, which I thought was crazy. Well, at least she could let herself in and out. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that was the one thing she demanded, which I thought was weird. <laughs> just to spend an hour every day going in and out of the door. Yeah, she just she would Super just stand, weird. Just stand, stand <laughs> by the door and just open and be like, "I'm in now, I'm out. I'm in now, I'm out." That's a mental institution. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bellevue. She, she got 5150. But she's doing great now. Oh, so um the young couple, unlike Lori, accepted the offer. <laughs> and they moved into the house. They're like, free house. We just gotta deal with Yelka some more. Which I'm sure caused so many arguments. Just, just like Joe being like, "Well, I don't think it's that bad," and Alex being like, "Are you fucking kidding me? We're two minutes from them." Yeah, it's not that bad though. Well, this, is, this is also like I have a feeling like this is also the time where I'm sure like she didn't work probably right or she she continued working as a um, a dental, dental assistant. assistant. Oh, she was a, okay. So I'm well. Then I'm, I'm pretty sure there's probably like a little sexism of like her husband was hard. Like I, I bring home most of the money, even though she probably was bringing home a good portion of the money. Yeah, she was doing just fine. And he was like, you know, this is my mom. You just have to get used to it. I mean, this is just how it's going to be. And it's just like you know, just totally ignoring all the red flags that were happening. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, like. The Yugoslavian culture is really tight knit, so I'm sure there was a lot of guilt too. Of like, you have to get along with my mom. Yeah, yeah, you know, and we have to stay close. Yeah, <clears throat> I so, remember that from my time there. Ah, uh, yes, well, <laughs> your well, world travels. What language did you speak when you were there? Macedonian, what, what, Macedonian, okay, Macedonian. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was just wondering. No, no, it's no problem. Do you remember uh, any? I remember yeah. a couple words. Okay. Yeah. What? Well, why don't you throw some stuff at us? Finkrom, Menchair, and Scorpio is a cup. I tried to save you. <laughs> uh, by bleeping uh, it out. Prove me wrong. <laughs> That's be, I speak know, Macedonian. <laughs> when you guys, uh, if you guys have tombstones, it's going to be, Maria's is going to be, I tried to save him, and... 
Cash is going to be like, I did it anyways. <laughs> no explanation. Just, that's going to be what the tombstone is. Yeah. That's fair. That's yeah. good. A headshot fucking glued to it of me just like, yeah. yeah. Just him with his fist like, I did it. Did it work? Maria. Yeah. <laughs> did it work? And now he's going to be in the back and it's going to be like, I'm also here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here as well. <laughs> <laughs> it stars is going to be next year. It's going to be like, where are you going? Uh, <laughs> talking to the tombstone. <laughs> where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? It's going to be stars. Tuesday is going to be pivoted, face mine, going. Where? Where are you going? Yes, our pot's over there. Stupid. It's going to be a whole scene. Oh, man. It's a tableau. <laughs> See, it's a tableau. A tableau. Of tombs. Um, <laughs> Dexter over here. So, <laughs> the next tableau. It's the next, the next, the next and darkest tableau. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, so, um. They move into the house and then they start like remodeling or I guess decorating it really. Mm-hmm. Um, and arguments are clearly happening over everything. Like unsurprisingly, the the people when they talk about it, witnesses and ex family members, like they argued over everything. Like they argued over the backsplash of the kitchen. It's like, yeah, you first of all, that's the thing that you argue about because mm-hmm. you can't agree on it. Because the other person is going to have, like, tacky taste. And you're going to be like, no, I'm right. So, of course, they're going to argue over that. Plus everything else to, to fucking decorate a house. I remember when you were researching that I, I read. Or, I'm sorry, I heard that Joe wanted a red backsplash. Tacky. <laughs> tacky. I'm sure, Yelka, tacky. I'm sure Yelka wanted some crazy 80s pattern. As the backsplash. Yeah. And Alex was just like, can we just have some, some, you know, white tile? She's like, no, Paisley. Paisley's where it's at. (laughs) (laughs) I remember my dad, uh, you know, my dad was like, he loved like, like a cabin feel, right? And my mom, when, when they, when we bought our, our big house in Anaheim, my mom was like, my grandma had left a bunch of stuff for my dad. And my mom was like, whatever you want to put up, you can put up. And there were like some beautiful lamps. There were some, no, he gave all that stuff away. What he kept was probably a 12 foot painting of the last supper. (laughs) (laughs) Put that in our dead smack in our living room. Oh God. And so we just had that looking at us for umpteen years until my mom was like, I can't do it anymore. I can't have Jesus staring at me. No, aren't you guys like minimally religious? We're like, I mean, we're we're so minimally. I mean, I, we're at the point where, I mean, my parents claim that they're religious, but they're not. I mean, right. they're, they're not religious. I mean, it's like, you know, we're as religious as, I think there was like a comedian once said, like, I'm as, re- I'm as Catholic as a cow is in a, in a tree is an apple. Or something like that. It's like, <laughs> there's nothing about me that's that's Catholic. Right. right. So, you know, it's just it's just so funny that we had this giant... Yeah, that's you know, terrifying. <laughs> ...painting. And then one time my mom, you know, like, she would just get this thing where she just needed to pop a color. Because we all had, like, white everything. 
So she painted the ceiling of our kitchen yellow. It was a very cute yellow. And, you know, it was one of those things where it was like, if you didn't like it, you didn't have to look up. Oh, my God. My dad flipped his lid. He thought it was the gaudiest. And it was just like a cute thing. So, yeah, I could see. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't killed. E- they didn't kill each other over. Me, too. Choices. I thought that's when that was going to happen. I thought that's when the murder was going to be like. And then she killed her over the couches, you know? Yeah, exactly. But there's, there's a. Somebody got killed? <laughs> Usually that's me. <laughs> Cash. Usually I was filling in for you. I thought that was your Thank cue. you. Yes. Well. So they get through the house decoration. And then in 1989, Alex gives birth to their baby boy, Brandon. Brandon Lee. Yeah. So immediately, Yelka's getting weird about the baby. And Alex is like, I'm not having it. And they keep Alex and Joe, keep Brandon on. Brandon away from Yelka for six months, pretty much. Like, they have very minimal contact with her. And Alex is like, you're not going to mess with my baby. You're not going to try to exert control over my child's life. And it's working. But then one day, around the six-month mark, Joe wanted to take Alex out on a date night and thought it was the perfect time to have Yelka babysit Brandon. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Joe, what is wrong with you? Joe's an idiot. Yeah. He's an Joe idiot. Is such an idiot. What an idiot. So they go and drop him off, and immediately she starts going off about how he's in the best hands, and that she brewed him a special tea so that he can go to sleep, and Alex flips her shit, and she's like, don't give my baby anything. Like, she's he has like, to be on breast milk. He's okay, I won't give him the thing. Don't give him anything, I'm, any tea, any special tea. I will give him the tea. No. I will not no. give him anything else. No. I will not Babe, give... our reservation's at seven. We gotta Shut go. up, Joe. So give him the tea? No. You shut up. You two should go. <laughs> I sent a fight in the car. I'm Yelka. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Herbal signature. <laughs> So they leave the baby, they go, they argue in the car, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) And Yoka, lo and behold, gives the baby the tea. Ah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) At what time do you think? Do you think it was like right as soon as the door shut? Oh, absolutely. She dove for that tea. Yeah. She's like, oh. I think she she had it in her hand and she was like, I'm going to throw it away. And then as soon as the door shut, she goes, here, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Here, baby. Here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> As you do. She didn't even yeah. wait for it to cool off. She's like, here. Yeah. Take it. Drink it. Take <laughs> <laughs> it. That's like that um, uh, Ray Romano joke of he has twin boys. And when he let he one time let his mom babysit his twin boys. And she and when she they came back, one of the boys had a mark on his head, like a scar. And she's like, oh, he tripped or. So then she was like, he goes, I think what happened was is that she couldn't tell them apart. Yeah. Tell her two boys apart. <laughs> so as soon as he left, the the mom just like turned around her ring and just smacked one of the boys in the head and was like, There you go, you're Tommy. I'm like, <laughs> 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 oh my god. <laughs> That's great. And so so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little. <laughs> what if he has that scar for life and it just will always be like 
it's like, oh yeah, that was a useful thing. Now we can differentiate yeah. between the two, between you two forever. Yeah, and he's always leaving the room doing that verbal uh, signature thing. But it's a Tommy. It is a thing with <laughs> twins, though, with identical twins. There is a thing where you have to mark them because there's been a accounts of moms like accidentally overfeeding one child and underfeeding another child because <laughs> they Whoa. keep thinking that they oh I fed you. And then they'll forget, and then they'll go, oh, okay, I'll feed. And then one child just, one baby gets, like, you know, dehydrated, or and another baby just starts plumping up, and you're like, okay. I bet you 80% of those would be solved if ba- if they would stop dressing the babies exactly alike. Yep. Yes. It's not so allowed. Cute. <laughs> they're so cute. <laughs> they're like, just exactly alike. <laughs> so, when they return from their date, I don't know how well that went. Not great. Um, The baby was in a very deep sleep. Alex was freaking out because she would literally try to like rouse the baby awake, shake it awake in a non-shaken baby way. And the baby was not was not waking up. She the baby barely had a pulse. She said she could barely feel the baby's pulse. And she rushed Brandon to the hospital. Brandon woke up in the hospital uh, and he seemed fine. But after that, Alex was like, you cannot have any more contact with my baby. That's it. And she yeah. got it. She went home. She got into a huge fight with Joe and was like, you need to stand up to your mom. You never have. Or I'm leaving. And but you told me to give him the tea. <laughs> yeah. It was tea you made. <laughs> Bitch. And I guess the argument went you know, not well, because Alex left that night and she went to her mom's with Brandon and she was like, it's over. Um, wow. So he Joe, sucks. Yeah. Joe is, he doesn't, literally does nothing. He just goes to work at his parents' shop. And then in spring of 1989, Alex files for divorce. It turns into a super bitter divorce battle. Oh, sorry, a super bitter divorce and custody battle. Mm. Joe and his parents are fighting for full custody of Brandon. Of course, Alex is fighting against that. And and Joe seems more focused more on his own rights and assets. He's like he's the one fighting for the house and stuff instead of her. And it doesn't really seem like he has the well-being of the child in mind. So the judge awards so the judge awards uh alex the house so like not full custody but primary custody Mm. and joe has to pay child support which is pretty i mean pretty normal i would say in that time i mean the courts really did favor mothers and they tried to keep kids with their mothers no matter what and Mm -hmm. also you know, um, another downside is if Joe is the breadwinner, if he's working all that, you know, you can't take care of a child if you're doing that. And grandparents really have no rights to a kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the grandparents fought really hard. Yelka and Sam, like, were really nasty about mm. everything. Yeah. I only, I only know that because it, long story short, my girlfriend's parent grandparent uh parents were dealing with um not anything similar but they were just like their uh 
grandkids were moving out of state. And in one point, they were like, I wonder if we can stop this from happening. And then they were told, no, that there's no nothing you could do to stop this from happening. And mm. so they were just like, okay, well, I guess, you know. So, yeah, it just, there's really no, yeah. It, it seems pretty pretty normal to me. But it I is normal. It's, it's not like a bat. It's not going to be taken that way. <laughs> it's totally normal. But the parents, the grandparents are like, how dare she live in our house, you know, that we paid for, blah, blah, oh, blah, right, and take yeah. take our grandson, and she's the worst. Uh, anyway, so that's how they feel about it. Also, Joe never pays a dime of his child support. Shocker. Whenever oh. the court asks him about it, they he claims he's unemployed. He can't afford it. Oh, after living in after so after staying in the house for a little while while the divorce is going on on the August in August of 1992, Alex moves back in with her mom. So she leaves the house probably because they're fucking nuts and I'm sure terrorized her in one way or another. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Well, they all have keys and shit, and probably yeah. multiple copies of keys for all, all these yeah. other people and shit. I wouldn't doubt it if they like went <clears> to the house and like moved stuff around just for her to. Like, come home and be like, someone was in here. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's actually, we'll get to that very soon. But that's pretty much, we'll get to it soon, but it's not far off from what happened. So, after she moves back in with her mom, a few weeks pass, and then Alex and her friend from work, Bernice, are walking to her car during work, probably, like to, I think, to go get lunch. Or it might have been right after work. But, anyway, they got in. And Bernice got into the passenger seat and she started, she leaned down and put her gym bag in between her legs. And when she leaned down, she heard six shots pop, 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 hit pop, the car. Pop, pop, pop. Holy crap. Bernice stayed down as the shots were happening, but she said that she knew Alex had been shot oh. when her body slumped on top of her own. Oh, that is sad. Jesus. Yeah. She stayed down until she heard tires peeling out, and then she ran inside and got help from the dental office they worked at. The ambulance arrived and took Alex to the hospital, but she died at the hospital oh, succumbing geez. to her injuries. Oh, man. I didn't know it was going to happen so soon. That sucks. Oh, brother. Wow. Yeah. That's so... Jeez. That's rough. So... Obviously, it's a homicide, and the police open up an investigation. They come up with 30 witnesses who had seen a red Camaro. 30? Yeah. 30 wow. people saw this happen because it was broad daylight in, like, a shopping center. What a bunch of idiots. <laughs> so they, 30 people have seen a red Camaro, like, around the time of the shooting, saw a red Camaro described with two men inside. Um, in the area during, during, like before, before the shooting, they they got witnesses seeing them drive towards the shopping center. During the shooting, they have eyewitnesses seeing the shooting happening, like in the shopping center, and then they have eyewitnesses that see this red Camaro peeling out of the area hmm. after the shooting. The, guy, the guys in the car were described as two young Caucasian men with mustaches and dark hair. 
One witness saw it so closely, he counted the six shots and he wrote down the car's license plate. Ah, <laughs> sweet. Amazing. In Alex, when they searched Alex, Alex's vehicle, they found a slip of paper with another license plate number on it. It didn't match the one from the Camaro, but when they researched the one for the Camaro, they found that that car was reported as, as stolen. Hmm. So police also questioned Bernice and their dentist boss, but Bernice was too upset after the initial murder to really give anything useful. Mm -hmm. But the dentist knew about Joe and his parents and the way that they had treated Alex during the divorce proceedings. So he told them, you guys should look at Joe, her ex-husband and his crazy mother. Right. Yeah, of course. I mean, these people are so stupid. I'm just dumb. Yeah. I'm just disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> the next day, the police interview Joe. They're suspicious since technically he matches the description of the shooters. He's a white guy with a mustache and dark hair. But Joe has a really convenient alibi for the time of the murder. He was at a swimming pool with Brandon miles away. And he had the receipt time-stamped to show them. So the police are oh, like, this is weird. That doesn't seem like somebody who needs an alibi. <laughs> I was at a fucking pool. See? See? <laughs> now fuck off. Here's the proof. <laughs> so yeah, so the police are still, they, they walk away from Joe and they're like, all right. But they're like, this is obviously really suspicious and too convenient. So then they go and they talk to Alex's friends, who immediately start talking about how Yelka tormented Alex all the time. They, they, <clears throat> they tell them that weeks before her death, Alex got a book called The Deaths of Cindy James by Neil Hong, a story about a nurse that was terrorized by her attacker before she was killed. And the book had certain passages highlighted for her. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. What an idiot. An, an inscription that says, do this. <laughs> I might do this. <laughs> yeah. Or I might do what's on page 63. Read on. Try this Thursday. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. So one night when Alex was at home with a friend, they heard a weird crackling outside, looked outside the window, and found that the yard was on fire, which was something that happened in the book. Hmm. Then Alex started noticing that a white car was following her every time she went out. She knew that the next thing they were going to do, according to the book, after the white car started following her, was arrange for her to be shot. Alex knew that the only people that would want to be after her were the Pesic family. So, with the help of a friend, Alex hired a private investigator. And she provided him with the license plate of the car that had been following her. Uh, okay. But two weeks after she hired the PI, she was dead. So the PI comes forward and he's like, yeah, I was following people for her. I was following Joe and I was following Yelka. Joe was at a pool when the murder happened. Um, and he says that Yelka and Sam were outside the repair shop at the time of the shooting. 
both pretty convenient. They're just hanging out mm-hmm. outside of the nice, nice and scene. Yeah, yeah, just hanging out, clapping their hands, going, "Oh, hey, we're hanging out. Hey, oh, hey, everybody, we're hanging out. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Miss, how you doing? Walking down the street, huh? With a bag, nice. Hey, hey Mister, <laughs> yeah. you don't have a car. My name's Yucca. I mean, this is my husband. We're just hanging out. Nothing to see here. Just want to let you know. Hey, cute baby. Hello, nice dog you have. What is it? I don't care. Yeah. I'm Yucca. <laughs> so the police interview the Pesex next. Uh, Yelka and Sam deny knowing too much about the divorce. They're like, oh, I don't really know. I mean, I know that Joe wasn't happy about it. But that's all I really know. <laughs> And <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> I try not to get involved in my son's issues. You mm-hmm. know how he is. You know how they are. Do you have kids? Um, so <laughs> you have kids? You should try it. It's okay. Just try it. Let me know. Let me know if you want kids. I'll help you. Yeah, I'll get some for yeah. you. <laughs> so the Alex's friends already told the police like Yelka is obsessed with the divorce and she's fucking terrorizing Alex. So this is also suspicious. So the police put Yelka and Sam on 24-hour surveillance. Um, The PI comes back with, or like, I shouldn't have mentioned this earlier, but the PI also tells them that one of the times that he was uh, on on the job for Alex or had somebody else on the job for Alex, that PI had noticed that there was a white car outside of Brandon's daycare just watching, which was weird. Mm, That's not cool. So they're not, they haven't found the white car. They don't know what the white car is about yet. But a few days after um, the murder, they find the Camaro that was reported as stolen. And it's found abandoned in the McDonald's parking lot. Employees at the McDonald's said that days earlier, which ended up being the day of the murder, they saw two white men run off from the Camaro and into a white car that was at the McDonald's parking lot. Um... They wrote down the white car's plate number, and it turns out that that's the one that's a match for all the like the the one that the PI has and the one that is found in the, Al- the plate that Alex wrote down in her car. And it turns out, oh, yes. Okay. So that's the white car that's been following Alex. It's interesting that they would, the employees at McDonald's would write write that down. I'm sure they see some crazy shit nonstop. Yeah, these guys must have been really conspicuous to. The, on, on their little like run from one car to the other. <laughs> we noticed the one was really weird and they were like, you know, because normally people come inside because, you know, the rib witch is back for like two weeks. These guys <laughs> just kind of overpassed that. So we thought it was really strange. So we took down the uh, we took down the license plate number and also we saved a rib witch for your officer. <laughs> Thanks, son. Thanks, son. <laughs> I'm making you a deputy. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> This is the reason I become a police officer. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> the <rib rich. laughs> so the registered owner for the white car is Nellen Manatic. It turns out that his prints are in the system, but they are not a match for a print that was found in the red Camaro. Those matched another guy in the system, a petty criminal named Lawrence DeMaro. So they put both those guys under surveillance as well. Nice. After watching them for a while, on August 10th, Nellen goes to the Pesic house. He gets in the car with Yelka and lays down in the back seat. Yelka then drives to the mall. They enter separately 
and they exit separately later on. But he once again gets on the gets down in the backseat of her vehicle and she drives off. When they get back to her house, he gets out and goes to his car and leaves. The police took this as enough evidence to pull him over with probable cause. And as soon as they pull him over and get him out of the car, $30,000 fall out of his shorts. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Rubber bands were not big at the time. <laughs> he had I little have- boat shorts. <laughs> yeah. I gotta be honest with you. I feel like half of the time that Yelka spent with him while they were doing while they were trying to make that drop is her going, Please for the love of God, put it in something secure. You're not going to <laughs> yeah. You're not going to be able to keep this in your pants. Please put this in something I'm begging you, a bag, something. No, I'm not gonna put it in a fucking bag. I don't want to hear no wanna hear any more of it. <laughs> I'm gonna walk around with it in loose 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 pieces and loose parts. What was that saying? What was that saying? <laughs> From from Ireland, get the fucking boat with your fucking bags. <laughs> get the fucking boat with your fucking bags. <laughs> we, we, get the fucking boat. We've heard the saying "get the fucking boat" when we were in Ireland, <sighs> and it is the best saying I've ever heard. To she, mean like what? "fuck off." She came back in the car. She told me to put all the money in a bag. I said, "Get the fucking boat with your bags." <laughs> fucking tired. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> get the fucking boat with your bags. <laughs> So, the police... A, I think that's a great, like, fuck you. Yeah, it yeah, is. It's, it's pretty great. It's, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I forgot about that. That was great. Um, the police now believe that Yelka it was the mastermind that arranged for Alex to be killed. And obviously, Nellen is one of the, the, the crones. Not the right. crones. The, the goons. Yeah, the goons. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't like, seem to be, have been present in the red Camaro. What? Sorry, I said cronies. Too late. Cronies. <laughs> so then, they so yeah, so they they can't put Nellen in the car. They can't put um, Yelka in the car. They can't put Joe in the red car. So they don't know exactly who pulled the trigger. But then a family friend of the Pessics comes forward, and her name is Helen, and Helen has seen some shit. <laughs> Helen was there. She went, came over to Yelka's, and then she went on a walk with her the night that Yelka decided to set fire to Alex's front yard, which is so crazy that you're just walking yes. along and you're like, "Yeah, you know, I started taking Pilates. I really like. It. Give me one second. And then she runs over <laughs> and just pours gasoline that she hid somewhere in a tree behind her. Oh my god! Onto like she's like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "This is my bitch daughter-in-law. I fucking hate her." Yeah. <laughs> what I would love is if Helen was like really opening up to her, and this, and then Yelka just decides to go off and do. It. She's like. Yeah, my daughter is just not talking to me anymore, and I just, I don't know how to communicate with her about what I need. Mm. Are you putting, are you doing gasoline on somebody's, what's happening? Yeah. Like, just like her trying to open up. Like, <laughs> her perfect response, a little. Keep going. A little. <laughs> Keep going. You know, you just have to talk to your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I know. I'm Yaka. <laughs> <laughs> so Helen tells the police about the front yard. 
Um, she also confirms that Yelka has a copy of the same book that was sent to Alex, the death, the deaths of Cindy James. Mm-hmm. And she also says that she can confirm that Nellen is a family friend of the Pessics. And once when Helen was hanging out there, he visited and she heard Yelka say, well, that's good then. It'll soon be over. Ugh. So with all this info, they finally decide to arrest Yelka and Nellen. And then upon searching Yelka's house, they find uh, a piece of paper, or sorry, Nellen's house, they find a piece of paper with Alex's address on it. And Yelka's house, they find the gun used in the crime and a box of ammo with exactly six bullets missing. I don't know how that got here. <laughs> they also search and arrest Lawrence the Lawrence home. And there they find a paper with a partial address on it and the name uh, and the name David Segovo- Segoviano. Hmm. Then they go to David's house. And then David's roommate is like, oh, yeah, well, David just like cut his hair like a couple weeks ago. So he looks like different from what you're saying. But like his hair is still in the trash can. <laughs> I'm picturing Brad Pitt and True Romance. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> He's like, um, oh, what's up? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So they take the hair from the trash can because they have hair that the, from the red Camaro that they can compare. Oh, sweet. And they compare it, and it's a match to David. They also find, during the initial search at David's house, they also found a phone book with Lawrence's info in it and Nellens's contact info in it. Uh-oh. Connecting David to Lawrence and Nellen. Uh, and then they talk to David's girlfriend, and they convince her to wear a wire, and she seems to pretty easily get David to confess on tape that he was Alex's killer. I feel like it was like, so what did, what did you say that you did Saturday night? And he's like, babe, I already told you. I told you I killed that guy. <laughs> Why do you, is something wrong? Do you not remember stuff? <laughs> hey, babe, I really, well, can you just tell me again? Oh, dude. Oh. Babe! Can you just go over what you said you did? Because I don't believe you. I think you were out with somebody else. Oh, I'm not lying to you. I totally killed that guy. I killed him dead. You mean that girl? Oh, girl, yeah. Babe, you see you're messing my head up. (laughs) You were with another man. I love you, Charlene! (laughs) So Dave really gay. (laughs) I'm not gay, Charlene! (laughs) (laughs) So David on tape gives up himself and everybody else involved in the murder. Lawrence Nellen Yelka. Oh my gosh. Good for him. You yeah. <laughs> Good for that girl. I'm sure she was just like, my boyfriend is an asshole. Yeah. He tried to yeah. hit me the other day. Yeah. I will gladly flip on him. Yes. I, when I met the police officer. like, no, it's going to take a while. She's like, no, it's not. No, he's an idiot. I'm getting into attack. He's an idiot. He yeah. might be an asshole, but he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. I got this. Yeah, we got him. Are you sure you don't need backup? No, I got no, it. No, 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 no. I got it. The fact that the $30,000 was found on Nellen probably means that those 30000 were going to be split between Nellen, David, and Lawrence. That's only ten k each mm. for a murder of I'm a sure mother. When they got it, they were 
if they found out that it was 30,000, one of them would have been like, dude, you said you were only going to give me six. You know? <laughs> they're like, they're lying to each other about how much they were going to make or something. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the trials were held in 1993. All four of them received 25 years to life. No charges could be found or placed against Joe or Sam Pesic. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Yelka remains in jail. She applied for parole in 2008, but the court did not think that she had expressed genuine remorse for her actions. Oh. Uh, Yelka said at the hearing, this, I thought this was genuinely such a weird way to, to phrase it. She said that she was sorry Alex died so young. Yeah. I would have rather killed her in her 50s. When she was old. Disgusting. <laughs> like me. <laughs> um, an attorney for Alex's family pointed out that Yelka still talked with disdain about Alex and her family. So, per- yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> Pearl was denied. Good. Joe, as mentioned before, has never paid a cent of child support for Brandon. Who ended up to who ended up growing up with Alex's mother? Wow. And the last time Yelka applied for parole was in 2018, and she was denied again. She got lose that attitude. Well, she's not sorry, so she should stay incarcerated forever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If she got out, I have no doubt that she would go after the the mom and try and kidnap. Oh yeah. Yeah, Brandon. Like- by the way, is like he's like. 30 years old now, so... Oh, really? <laughs> she would oh. probably still try to kidnap Brandon. She probably oh, no. still would. She probably still... Or she'd, kill, she'd try and kill him or something. You know, something crazy. Yeah. I, oh, man. That poor kid. I hope that he had an overall good childhood. I hope that he, you know... like. Well, he was born in 89, so... There's a lot of tragedy behind him. I'm sure he's in comedy somehow. Sure. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, I hope he, he had a happy life. Something? Sure. I was gonna Unless make he turned out to be like a child molester, and then I hope he goes to jail. I was gonna say I was gonna make a terrible joke a joke about how he was product of the nineties, so I don't know, it's fifty fifty. Um Yeah. I well, mean, what was the, the joke? Was that it? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm it was sorry. a terrible joke. We're the best represent- representation and look at us. So, you know. I'm a child of the eighties. You're a child of the well, let's be honest, you're a child of the seventies. No, I'm kidding. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I didn't know what was going on, though. <laughs> so All old. right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another fun, fun murder episode. Or not. Woo. Of murder. We'll Sh- be back either Shabam way. Shabam Shakran. That means goodbye in Macedonian. See you later. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Bye. It does. It does? Really? No. Have a good night. (laughs) Stop recording. It does.